Hey, welcome to the Road.TV Sermon Podcast, where we are continuing our summer remix series where we've explored some of Jesus' parables. Today, Pastor Matthew emphasizes that the church was designed to be a place of joyous celebration, but sadly, many have lost sight of its value. In today's message, Don't Miss God's Party, we'll discover why some declined God's invitation and how encountering Jesus at the party can transform life. Let's listen in and enjoy the challenge. Well, what's up, church family? Man, it is so good to be in the house. I was telling the first service, one of my most like nerve-wracking moments is when I'm up here trying to put like my password into my iPad, hoping that I don't jack it up somehow and I get locked out, you know what I mean? And so thankfully it all came up this morning, so we're good to go. But man, what a great, what an awesome time of worship. I loved looking back and seeing some of you just go for it in your praise and celebration of what it is that God continues to do among us to lean into him as we worship uh, together. We, are, we have one more week in our series, uh, Summer Remix. Uh, next week, Pastor Rick is back preaching and uh, so excited for that. And I'm really excited about the, mess, the series after that. But one of the things that I, I think we often overlook about Jesus is that it's, it's clear in, in scripture that not only was Jesus serious about the mission that he was on, but he was also very serious and liked to have a good time. Uh, how many of y'all like to have a good time? Great. Um, this Past week, uh, on Sunday, we celebrated a little bit with, as a family, but on Monday was actually my daughter Ellery's 10-year-old birthday party. Uh, we've always kind of been a less is best type family, you know what I mean? That just means we like family to show up. This year, as my girls are getting a little bit more social, a little bit older, they've enjoyed friendships, and so as we were thinking about, and we was like, you know, you can invite four little girls, and so, I mean... That, that was almost too many for me. You hear what I'm saying? But, but I mean, we had a great time. We had a couple of little girls that come over. And, uh, and as we were celebrating, one of the things that just kept coming up in my mind was how much the Lord enjoys having a good time, how much God enjoys celebrating with us. Let me ask you a question. What and or who did you celebrate last? You can think about it. What and or who did you celebrate last? Um, how about this? What, what do you like at the parties you go to? When you think of a party, what do you think of? Uh, for me, I think about hamburgers and hot dogs, right? Uh, I like hamburgers and hot dogs. And I don't want it to just be a weenie and a bun. I need some slaw and I also need chili. That's called a slaw dog where I'm from. Don't invite me over for just some weenies and some mustard or ketchup. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, I like good music. Anybody like good music? Uh, I like Jamie Johnson. Anybody listen to Jamie Johnson? Uh, someone told me after the first service, they like two different types of music, country and Western. And I thought that was pretty good. That's very similar to me. Uh, I also like uh, a little 90s rap from time to time. Uh, and so and that's fine. Some of y'all love that. I see you. You're, you're, scared. you're closet rappers. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. Uh, you're scared to tell people that you like rap. That's fine. Uh, I do. Okay. Um, Again, as I was thinking about my daughter's party, as we were celebrating together, I, I just couldn't stop thinking about how much God loves a good party. Matter of fact, uh, he scheduled festivals, we could even say parties, into the life of the church in the very beginning. In Leviticus chapter 23, it's right when the church is somewhat taking off and the temples are being uh, formed and the, the, the covenant is going out with the people. Uh, God established, listen to me very carefully, in the calendar of the church, festivals for them to continue to make a part 
of their walk. Matter of fact, again, and I think this is really interesting for us, it's clear that God wanted us to be a people of celebration. And so he, at the very beginning of the church, showed us, taught us, put it on the calendar to make it a priority that there are some things God never wants us to forget. There's some things that we need to consistently work to celebrate. Um, Again, from the very beginning of the church, God created the church to be a place of celebration. God knew uh, what life would bring. Uh, and some of you know the hardships and difficulties and uh, they just come up with everyday life. And so God created, think about this very much, for, for carefully. God created a place where there's such excitement, such transformation, such love and grace and mercy that people would never want to, it to end. They would continuously come and he called this place the church. We read this in Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. It's all about the church and how awesome it is. They, the church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. I mean, they continued to gather. And they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day. How often? Every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the result of this ongoing, this awesome celebration every single day meeting together was that God added daily to the people every day. These people met together at the church and were glad and happy about it. Uh, you know, the whole time we had these little girls over at the house, um, there was just so much laughing and giggling. At one point I thought, man, I'm going to have to leave my house if I'm going to get some sanity up in my mind. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, they were just giggling. They were laughing. I mean, we had some cousins over there and they were having a great time. Matter of fact, several of them asked me before they left, could they come back the next day? You know what I mean? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is enough. And, and because I didn't want to be the bad guy, your mama said you can't come back. You hear what I'm saying? So that's what, <laughs> ask her about it. <laughs> you know, I needed them to know. Uh, so unfortunately, listen to this. Unfortunately, over the years, church has become a place that many people don't really want to go back to. And some people try to avoid altogether. This isn't just new. This is what was taking place in about the time of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. This is, this is what the writer of Hebrews says. And let's consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Listen, not giving up meeting together. As some, not all, but some, are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. I'm convinced that the reason people fall away from the church isn't because they don't love God, okay? But because they don't see the church as a place, listen to me, of value and celebration. And then what stops adding to their life, they find other things to fill that time. When the church stops being a party that celebrates Jesus and experiences the life change of Jesus. Listen, the people go home and they don't want to go back. 
Because when the party's over, unless you're drunk and passed out, everybody goes home. The title of today's message is this, Don't Miss God's Party. Uh, The truth of today's message is this, people won't go to a party they don't know is happening. Let me pray for us and we're going to lean into our time together in Luke chapter 14. Lord Jesus, we love you. And uh, God, just how good you are, how gracious you have been to us. God, you have already been working so mightily in the last several services. God, where there's going to be a baptism in this service, Lord. Thank you for continuing to meet with us, your people. Lord, we have gathered in your name, and your word tells us that when we do that, you join us and you meet with us. And Lord, you have been true to your word. And every single week, God, you meet with us. And Lord, you are changing our lives. And so, Lord, we look to you to do it even more today. Holy Spirit, come. Move in this time. Move in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I I preached to us in Luke chapter 14 on the cost of discipleship. We're going to be back in Luke chapter 14 today, a little bit before the parable that we looked at on the cost of discipleship. But here's what I want to say. I'm just going to kind of set the stage for us. Jesus, who loved to party, I'm going to kind of play on this theme a little bit because I want y'all to know. I think some of y'all like to have a good time, and some of y'all need to know Jesus did too, okay? Uh, Jesus, who loved to party, was at a prominent Pharisee's house on Sabbath at an afternoon, get this, party, okay? And so he showed up at this Pharisee. A Pharisee, if you don't know and and, and you don't remember, it's someone who knows a lot about Scripture and then tries to let everybody know how much they know about Scripture, okay? That's what a Pharisee is. And so Jesus was invited to a party by a prominent Pharisee with a bunch more of his little Pharisee buddies, okay? And let me ask you a question, and this is okay if you raise your hand. How many of you have seen the movie Legally Blonde, okay? All right, good. So you're going to L, how about this, was invited to a costume party, remember? But it wasn't a costume party. Remember that? This is what this is like. Jesus is being invited to a party to trick him, to make fun of him, so that they can make him look ridiculous. But Jesus comes, and listen to this, when he got there, there was a guy that was at the party who had this nasty growth on his foot, okay? Okay. Think of like large boils. If some of you got boils, please don't come up afterwards and try to show them to me, okay? I'm not Jesus. I ain't healing nothing, okay? Uh, this guy with this growth, he was there. And, uh, and, and Jesus, being who Jesus is, went and heal, healed this guy. And, and what I think is so interesting is, is that at this party, Jesus does this healing. And you would think, man, what an awesome party. I mean, here we are. It, there's not a ton of people here, but Jesus is in the house. And Jesus has performed a miracle. And man, isn't this party awesome? And yet the people all get mad. Uh, let me ask you a question. If you know that... When, how someone gets agitated. If you know people's buttons, do you like to push their buttons? Some of y'all do. Uh, I like to push people's buttons. My kids all like to push my buttons. I don't know how they found them all, but they figured out what they are. And so, uh, so here's the deal. But this is what's funny about Jesus is Jesus knows the buttons of the Pharisees. So he's over here punching buttons. You know what I mean? Because this, this guy, they're, they're mad at him. And so in the midst of their being mad, he looks at the people at the party and he's like, where's everybody else at? Think about this. You're, you got a party at your house. You've invited some people. Jesus is there. And, and now he's looking at you being like, is this all you invited? Is this it? 
And at Jesus's, we could say like this, we could say, you know, his pushing the buttons. There's a guy there. And in Luke chapter 14, verse 15, he says this, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And and, and I bet when he said this, because it's kind of off cuff, it's kind of weird. Like this is really not what Jesus was talking about. And, And when he said, I bet his buddies were like, dude, just shh, shh. Like, shut up, dude, right? And Jesus looks at these people, these Pharisees that were there to trick him about this party they were having that only a few people, select people were invited to. And he tells them a parable, listen to me very carefully, not only about what life should look like now, but what life will be like one day when we get to heaven. I love how uh, Pastor Rick, when he talks about heaven, he says, we like to think about, you know, being, when we get to heaven, being like little fat babies playing harps. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't how heaven's going to be. It's going to be one big party, one big banquet, one big celebration. And that's what Jesus is saying to us in this parable. Listen to what he says. A man was given a big dinner and he invited many. Verse 17 in Luke 14. And at the dinner hour, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, come for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land and I need to go out and look at it. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I have married a wife and for that reason I cannot come. And the slave came back and reported this to his master. And then the head of the household became angry and said to his slave, go out at once into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and crippled and the blind and lame. And the slave said, Master, what you committed has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the slave, go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. And listen to how Jesus wraps this up, this parable up. For I tell you, none of these men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. Again, there was a group of people that were invited. Some made excuses, some didn't show up. And listen to what Jesus says about the people that he invited and yet made an excuse. None of those men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. Let me just say before we get into this parable, I love that Jesus gives a parable about a party to talk about, again, what life should look like now and what life is going to look like one day when we get to heaven. And he says it's going to be a dinner party, a banquet. Now, let's talk about this dinner party for just a minute. Um, in those days, I want to say this, is that they didn't really have like save-the-date cards, okay? That's not a Jesus-era thing. That's probably more our era type thing. But what they did do was they would send out this invitation for people, and they would go out, right? The host of the party would send their servants out, and they would go out to the community for the people that's invited, and they would say, hey, listen, uh, we're going to have a party, and, and this is your invite. Now, we don't know when it's going to be ready because we got to go prepare everything. We got to get, we got to clean the house. You know what I'm saying? We got we to do certain things. And so we're going to work on preparing for you to come, but we're going to let you know when it's time. I just need you to know a party's coming. And so what people would do is now that they know a party's coming, they would kind of slow their roll on some things. They wouldn't plan some things because they would know, hey, I can't get too many things on my calendar because there's a party up ahead. And when the time was just right, the host would send out the servant. And they would go to the people that were invited and say, hey, it's ready. It's ready. 
what's interesting is when it was ready, again, the people began to make excuses. Let me just ask you, um, if you knew that God was throwing a party, listen to this, if you knew that God was throwing a party and invited you, would you go to that party? Now, before you answer the question, okay, because it's a little trick question. Every single week, God invites us together to gather in his presence and celebrate, listen, his goodness and faithfulness to party. And this is what God, listen to me very carefully, orchestrated in Leviticus 23 a long, 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 long time ago because the people would gather and listen to what they would do. They would look back at the faithfulness of God and then they would look forward and anticipate what God's gonna do next. They would look back at the faithfulness of God and then they would look forward to all that God was going to do next. They would celebrate God's faithfulness to them in the past and look with anticipation and excitement and boldness and courage of what God's faithfulness may look like in the future and the people would gather and they would celebrate and God said, let the people party, but some people didn't show up to party. And can I just say this to you? Look at, look at all these people in here, right? There's probably 450 people in here right now. There was over 400 last service. We got tons of people coming here. And yet every single week, there are some people that miss out on what God's doing. Not everybody chooses to go to the party. But that's not just here. Listen, not everybody's going to choose to go to heaven either. Are you guys with me? And I want you to feel some freedom in that because it's not up to you, people's choice. It's people's excuses, not yours. We do have a responsibility we're going to talk about in a minute. But I want us to look very briefly at the excuses that we often hear as a church, that we often even say ourselves, so we can be wise and sympathetic in how it is that we can live moving forward. There were three excuses people give. The first guy's excuse was this, he bought a field. Um, The field represents materialism. In other words, this first guy had just bought something new and now he wants to go like see it. He wants to play with it. Guy's basically saying, hey God, you know, I'd love to come to your party, but I need to go check on my field that I just bought with all the money, God, that you gave me. I mean, I got a field, you gave it to me. So why won't I go experience and enjoy my field? I mean, if I got it, I might as well use it. I mean, if, if the deer are going to come during deer hunting season, somebody's going to have to work on the land. Somebody's going to have to set up. I know some of y'all don't hunt for real. Y'all got boxes set up with corn so y'all can just shoot them while they eat. And you hear what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying, I mean, who's going to put the deer plots out like that? You know what I mean? These corn plots. I mean, God, I got to go do that. <laughs> That's funny. Listen. The first guy believes he's going to find more excitement and joy in what he bought than what God has invited him to. Some people believe that if they don't have joy in their life, it's because they don't have everything they want. And so they pursue getting more stuff or at the very least pursue, listen, playing with what they have. And in their pursuit of all the fun things that they have, they forget about the pursuit of the Lord. And they miss they miss what God is doing. Let me ask you a question. Do you like playing with the toys God has given you more than you like pursuing God? 
Are you focused more on things that you have or things that you can get than God? This guy was. How about the second guy? The second guy chose to miss the party because he had bought five oxen. These oxen are references to work, responsibility, and promotion. In other words, this guy had work that he needed to do. This guy's saying, God, I'd love to come to the party, but man, I'm just so busy right now. And you know, it's really only a season, God. I mean, at some point, the work is going to slow down and I'm going to get caught up. And, and when I get caught up and things slow down, then I'll be there and I'll come to the next party. God, don't forget to invite me to the next party. But in the meantime, they miss what's happening now. Um, it seems like people today get so busy with so many things that they actually, listen to me very carefully, work themselves out of a relationship with God and other people. Um, just this week, someone came up to me and said, hey, how you doing? And you know what my response was? Busy. Busy. So many people are so busy that when Jesus sends out an invitation, it's not that they don't want to go. It's that they just don't have enough time. <laughs> um, are you too busy to make your relationship with Jesus and others a priority? Are you too busy to gather with your faith family each week? How about this? This may be a little bit more applicable. Are you too busy to actually just read one chapter per day for five days out of seven in our Bible reading plan? Are you really that busy? This guy was. How about the third guy? He chose to miss because he got married. I mean, probably the reality was he asked his wife, she thought it was a hunting trip, so she said no. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but you got this guy, he gets married, and he says, uh, I can't go. Marriage here actually is reference to people. Some people get so bent out of shape over people, how about this, that they had rather pursue a person or avoid a, a person than to go to the party that Jesus invites them to. In other words, listen, this guy's saying, God, God, I'd love to come, but I'd rather pursue, how about this? my wife over you. I'd rather pursue my kids and what makes them happy, God, over you. God, I mean, we paid all this money for our kids to be on this sports team. I mean, don't we need to go? Is that too close to home? Are you letting a person or a people keep you from God's party? Are you trying to avoid someone? I mean, because it's not just about trying to be with someone, because I get it, I got kids and I love being my kids. I, I want to do whatever I can to pour into my kids while I can, right? And that's the rub. But it's not just about pursuing people. Sometimes it's about avoiding people because, I mean, God, I would have showed up, but you know my ex is going to be there. The person that really hurt me is going to be there. And God, why don't you invite them? You knew I'd go if they didn't. Again, are you letting people keep you from a relationship with God and others? This guy was. 
Essentially, the reason each of these people declined their invitation is because their priorities were out of whack. Let me just say this. It's in your notes. The life we live is a reflection of the priorities we make. Um, Again, God scheduled what was important for the church. And let me just say this to you. We schedule what's important. Um, Oftentimes when when, uh, Allison's asked me to do some things and... You know, I'm, I'm not the brightest guy in the world. I forget what the heck she was asking me to do. You know what I mean? And she'll say, go to the grocery store, and I'll come back with Doritos and Pop-Tarts and steaks, and she needed something else. You know, she needed milk or something like that. And, and so, you know what I, I've had to do for me is I've had to say to my wife, hey, listen, this is important to us. So will you do me a favor? Will you text me and not only remind me, but tell me what it is I'm getting? Because if I don't know where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to get, then listen, I may miss it. And this is why biblical community is so important. To help us stay in alignment with what it is that we say that we want to do. To help us, listen to me, not miss what we have said we find valuable for our lives. And so the servant in the parable, which is Jesus, he goes to God, which is the master. And he says, God, I went out and invited the people to your party, but they said they couldn't come. In essence, listen to this. What the servant tells the master is that the people can't come. There's three reasons that I wrote down that's kind of just combining it all, making sense of it, making it really practical for us, that these people couldn't come because they believe, listen to this, that something they can purchase, a promotion they could obtain, or a person they can win over or avoid was more important than Jesus. I understand that what the world has to offer seems really good. I understand that stuff can be awesome. Promotions can seem self-fulfilling and give us some sense of pride. I mean, I'm a captain in the military. I want to be a major. I'm working towards that. I get it. I I mean, I understand how we want to better ourselves and better the things around us. But this is what I want you to see. If we're not careful, we'll miss what it is that God is doing and saying and inviting us into. Um, how many of you have been to a lame party before? Yeah, some of you have. Some of you are honest. Uh, listen, this party ain't lame. You think it is? Do you realize that over the last several weeks, people have been joining our church? People have, we've seen life change after life change. People get baptized like literally every single week. We got two baptisms in this service today and the service before this. People were joining. I mean, what God is doing here blows my mind. I mean, it's an awesome party, but what makes it so great is it's not just some lame out party. Jesus is showing up here and changing the lives of the people. And can I just say to you, I, 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 it blows my mind that people are still choosing to miss the party. There are people in our community that are choosing to not come and be in the presence of God and surround themselves in biblical community. And as a result, their lives aren't being changed and they're not learning how to live victoriously. Can I just say this about that? You remember the guy that had that gross swelling thing that Jesus healed? The only reason he got healed was because he showed up at the party. And can I just say, there's a lot of people in our community that has some gross swelling things and need to be healed. There's some people in our community that have a lot of trauma from their life, and it's expressing itself in many different ways. They don't know how to deal with it. And they're trying to figure out, how do I, how do I deal with my trauma in a way that's healthy to me and others? And they can be healed here. How many people do you know that are alone 
that need friendships and need encouragement, that, that, that's, that, that loves God but struggling and persevering in their faith, that, that needs people to come along beside of them and encourage them to take their next step. And I love what Jesus said. He said, you know, church family, he said, people at the party, listen, go out and get the people in that needs to be here. And, and you know what would have been so life-changing for the people here? My time is up, but I want to say this, is that some of them are thinking, well, what about, I mean, it doesn't really make sense for certain people to come because, I mean, the party's really only for Jewish people. That's what was really taking place. And Jesus said, no, 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 you go get everybody. So for us, how does, that exp- how does that express itself? Well, what about the people that live this type of lifestyle? Yep, go get them. How, how about the people that are stuck in this sin? Yes, go get them. How about the people that don't have the same kind of background we got? Yes, go get them. How about the people that are from North Carolina? Please go get them and bring them into the house. Go get them. Go get them. Um, I was looking around. I'm, I'm 30 seconds over, but this is how I'm wrapping it up. As I look out, uh, I don't see many of y'all. Remember I said my, my, my daughter's party was on Monday. Um, I don't see many of y'all that came. <laughs> uh, you know why you didn't come? You didn't know when and where it was. And it's impossible for people to know what they're missing. How about this? If we don't tell them, invite them, and let them know where we want them to be. Who are you going to invite to the party? Don't miss what God is doing here. But listen to me very carefully. Don't let the people you love most in your life miss what keeps happening here every single week. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we do love you. God, you're just so gracious. You you told us, God, in your word to go out and get the people. And God, uh, Lord, this church has responded so well because, Lord, there's so many that find this and may, has made this church family father their home and their family. And, and, God, we just thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. God, this really is, is always a celebration. We get to come and we celebrate every single week the life change that you do among us. And, God, we just can't get enough of it. We can't get enough of your presence. We can't get enough of just how you continue to, to show up and just transform our lives and restore and redeem our families. And so, God, I I pray that not only would we continue to celebrate you, but, Lord, we would be mindful to go out and bring the people in that need to experience the same thing that we get to experience every single week. God, you've been so good. You're so faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church family, if you'll stand to your feet. uh, You know. This, this message and this, this scripture was about this invitation and the invitation went out and not everybody responded. And, and you know, every single week we get up here and there's an invitation. And uh, sometimes you respond, sometimes you don't. And it's, it is what it is. But, but I can't help but think maybe today some of you have never truly responded to the invitation to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, then, then can I just say... Rick and Vic and myself, we would love to take that step with you and walk with you and talk with you about that. Maybe you're thinking, hey, um, I, I just needed to, to respond to the invitation of being a part of this faith family. And we'd love for you to make this your faith family, your home. Some of you have, uh, have been praying about responding to the opportunity just to come and get prayer. 
And uh, I don't know what it is that you need pray for, but I, I do know that we love praying for you. We love walking with you. Um, every single week, there's a time of invitation. And just like every single week, you get an opportunity to respond. So would you respond to the invitation now? Hey, thanks for joining us at The Road. If you'd like more information about things going on at Choctaw Road Baptist Church, visit us at theroad.tv or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theroadcrbc. Have a great week.